good evening wherever you are in the world either watching us live if so please do join in i know we're getting a, uh, an increase in the number of people watching live obviously everybody's got a busy day so i appreciate some of you watching uh, it later but i know a lot of you are downloading the pod and uh, one of the main reasons is my co-host uh, Prasan, the reason why we're getting a lot more downloads is down to you. Good afternoon and hello. How are you, my friend? Good afternoon, Bharat. I'm doing really well. Uh, thank you so much. Good to see you as well. Um, how are you doing back there? Yeah, I'm okay considering. Um, at the moment, uh, as you know, things are not too good in England, even after this stage. But it always cheers me up speaking to you guys back home where life is um, getting back to normal. Um certainly in a quicker way than it is here so that cheers me up um and i need it especially on my football team has had a bad weekend like we did this week so speaking to you uh helps a lot with my um uh, uh mentally as well so there's a lot of bonuses and i think i should be paying you i don't know what the therapy rates are in india i know i couldn't afford the rates in england but i might be able to afford the rates in india but more importantly how are you how's your week been yeah, all good. I think, um, you know, sports is always therapeutic for a lot of us. And in some sense, you know, I think we're all waiting for the series that's going to start. Um, of course, you know, it, it had there hasn't been much otherwise apart from uh, the India Australia series. We had the Saeed Mushtaqali Trophy. But uh, everyone's looking forward to the big uh, <clears throat> India-England series in the context of the World Test Championship. So, uh, very excited. I think um, we, had a, we had a sort of a rest period, so to say. But uh, we're gearing for the upcoming series and are really looking forward to it yeah and it is a big series now that um, australia have decided not to travel to um south africa um this is something that i was excited about in terms of the world test championship as you know from a long while ago and i was asking you whether there was the same sort of enthusiasm or uh, people were keeping tabs on that and you said not so much at that time but are they now uh, looking at um, how we could get into the first final. Yeah, I think, you know, given the fact that uh, Australia pulling out has brought out all these different equations of the World Test Championship, a lot more people have started looking for it, you know, what exactly uh, the whole idea is behind the World Test Championship. And given, you know, there are so many equations by which India need to win, um, you know, obviously we need to win 2-0 or even higher uh, to actually like sort of get a uh, you know, get a spot in that final of the World Test Championship. So, in that sense, I think a lot of people are actually looking forward to it. Uh, a lot of people have their eye on it. And in some sense, I think the series is certainly going to be a big challenge. Um, having said that, obviously, India at home is a whole different ball game than uh, India playing in England or India playing in Australia. And given the fact that India did pick up a monumental 2-1 series win in Australia, I think it just boards well. Uh, for the whole of the nation and uh, obviously with skipper Kohli coming back that's only going to be emphasized uh, by a whole different level yeah and that is a, a big um, uh, talking point and we'll come to that as well but uh, before we look forward to the uh, series and I'm really looking forward to it um, and um, you will be busy as well because straight after this I think there's uh, obviously that we'll talk about the domestic cricket and what's happening there but there's also the fact that the IPL I think it's going to be played at home and we'll talk about that as well uh, but one of the big news uh, before we talk about the series and India's chances of getting into the World Test Championships is uh, the decision to allow crowds back in. I think that's a huge decision um, and a big one and a good one. Um, and I believe it's from this, you can correct me, but from the second test, 
capacity at uh, the stadium. Uh, how's that news gone down in India and what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I tell you, for the last two days, everything that's been trending is how to book tickets for the second test in Chennai. So, I think that just speaks volumes about, uh, you know, how excited people are going, uh, you know, to actually get back to the stadium because everyone's pretty much been watching whole year's worth of cricket on TV. And, um, you know, obviously, IPL couldn't happen here. Uh, India-Australia happened in Australia. And so, everyone really wants to see the Indian team in action, uh, not just on TV, but even in the stadium. Um, I think in some sense... Um, I'd say the BCCI was sort of pressurized to do this because considering that the match was in India, you know, they wanted the home fans to, they want the home fans to be there. So um, I, I think it's a, it's, it's a decision that's taken by them. Ultimately, obviously they will lay down the protocols and all of that. And good to see crowds returning, you know, even me as a media person, I really want to get to the stadium and watch the action rather than um, just watch one angle or two angles of it on TV. So fantastic um, to see that they are allowing crowds and, Hopefully, it all turns out for good and uh, doesn't lead to any major complications. Yeah, absolutely. That's the big um, wish that, you know, it goes well. And I'm sure the BCCI, and to be fair, when they do take decisions like this, um, like we saw in the IPL, you know, although that was a bubble, the bubble was worked really well. So I'm sure this will, and the side Mustakali trophy, you know, the bubble worked extremely well. I think that's given him confidence to stage the IPL in India uh, as it stands now. But in terms of the tickets, I think this will be the most sought-after ticket in India for a long time for a test series. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, <clears throat> the excitement is sort of, uh, you can see the excitement on everyone's faces um, that cricket's returning to India. You know, obviously, uh, Chennai is known as uh, one of India's fortresses, so to say, in test cricket, I think after 1999. I was watching Ashwin's uh, YouTube video the other day. He was saying that out of 14 matches, I think we've won eight, drawn five, and we've lost just the one test match um, that we've played in Chennai since 1999. So, in that sense, I think everyone's expecting India to do really well. And uh, that's just sort of increased the excitement levels to, um, you know, a different scale altogether. So, yeah, I mean, in some sense, I think everyone's really looking forward to the test match. Yeah, and uh, also just on the crowd thing, um, I think uh, for the third and fourth test matches in my home state, in the I think the, it is the world's largest cricket stadium. Do you think we'll? And I think if for that one they're allowing hundred percent. Is that right? And if so, do you think we'll break the world test crowd record there? I think there are still conflicting reports on how, how much they'll how, how much percent of the crowd they're letting. I think. Uh, the first, I mean, the second test, 50% will probably be uh, a litmus test to see how they can handle the crowds and how the crowds can pretty much handle themselves. But yeah, in, in, in that sense, I think obviously Motra is the biggest stadium. And um, if it is 100% uh, seating possible, then that's going to be just magical. I think uh, everyone spoke about uh, how, I mean, everyone highly rated the stadium, those who played the knockout stages in uh, the Motra stadium for the side Mustak Ali. They spoke very highly about the stadium and... Um, how they love to have crowds watching them. So in that sense, I think uh, we might just break the record if it happens, but uh, we'll probably just need to wait and watch. Well, as Gujaratis might not be the best in sports, but we know how to build stuff. So I'm not surprised that <laughs> stadium is uh, pretty decent. Um, but uh, moving to what might bring the biggest crowd ever to a test game uh, in the third and fourth test matches is Team India. And they're back together with... Uh, uh, new new father uh, Virat Kohli uh, joining his teammates, but the rest of the teammates must be still on a high after the Australia series. They must be, you know, still buzzing. 
because uh, a victory like that in a situation like that, you know, it, it, st it stays with you. So they should be going into this test series with a lot of confidence. Absolutely. I think uh, India certainly form favourites to sort of uh, win, <coughs> sorry, win this series because uh, winning 2-1 against Australia, in, given the conditions that were there, like you mentioned, you know, obviously a depleted Indian side in all, uh, all sense of talking because uh, a lot of big players were missing. Uh, they had to sort of draft in net bowlers and uh, you know make sure that they put up a put up an eleven on the field. And uh, with obviously Kohli returning, Hardik Pandya is coming back, KL Rahul is coming back, Ishan Sharma is coming back. So a lot of big names returning to the fold, and uh, it is going to it is certainly going to be uh, you know a full full strength Indian side. And I think they'll they'll certainly have plenty of uh, good selection headaches to put the eleven on the field. But uh, great to see you know obviously India high on confidence after that win. But having said that, England also won in Sri Lanka and um, they will be looking forward to this challenge. Um, although it might certainly be a way uh, a lot more tougher than uh, what Sri Lanka posed the challenge. So, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting contest and uh, a lot on, uh, a lot to offer in terms of uh, the World Test Championship as well. So, uh, certainly a grueling uh, tournament coming up. Yeah, and um, I agree with you. I think... Um, it I don't think we should read too much into the Sri Lanka series. I think I think I said it last time. It was a good planning by the England uh, board in treating it as a bit of a warm-up into the conditions, the sort of conditions that they'll face in India. Um, but we'll talk about the England team in a bit of, in a minute. But um, I just wanted to start off by um, uh, what Wasim Jaffa put out as his first um, possible 11 and wanted to take your views on this. And... Um, you know, you can't really argue with most of his selections um, in terms of um, Rohit and Gill to open Pujara three, Kohli four, Rahane five, and Punt six. Can you argue with that, that, that top six? Yeah, no, absolutely not. I think uh, none of these guys are droppable, uh, especially after what happened in Australia. Shubman Gill has pretty much cemented his place at the top. Uh, Rohit Sharma, obviously, you know, he's, he's that quality player and you can't drop him. And the others... Kohli is returning to the fold, so I think it was always going to be a case of Hanuma Vihari making way for him, despite his heroic, uh, you know, knock of sorts in uh, Sydney. So, uh, yeah, the top six is pretty much sealed. I think all the debate about, Ko I mean, uh, Saha versus Pant uh, should pretty much be put to bed because obviously uh, the whole point is Pant should be given a lot more experience while keeping on Indian wickets and uh, to the spin that uh, is going to be there on offer, especially in Chennai. So. In that sense, I think unless he's, uh, you know, thrown to the wolves, he's never going to uh, sort of experience what it is like and learn from that. So, in that sense, I think uh, Pan should definitely be picked ahead of Saha and uh, the top six certainly makes sense. And to be fair, you've just answered my question because out of that top six, I was just going to ask you about Pant and whether Indian conditions, you know, he's more suitable for overseas tours rather than Indian conditions. But I think you've answered it by saying that unless we give him a... Um, a test, uh, let him play, uh, not just what the odd test, but a, f a series, uh, he won't be able to um, show what he can do at home. Um, and like I said before, we're not going to stand for any criticism of Bunt for the next two years. I'm going to give him. Um, so we'll back him on that one. So that really, you know, Saha, I do feel for him, but I think uh, quite rightly, Bunt's been given the opportunity and hopefully um, we, we can stick with him, even if he has a bad day or bad two days. Uh, but where the issue arises, I think we both agree that Ashwin and Bumrah will play. 
Um, but that leaves open um, three slots. Um, and I know in the last um, show you said um, India should go or India will go with three spinners. In which case, um, who would your spinners be to accompany Ashwin? I mean, there's talk of Aksara and Washington and Kuldeep, who's not had a lot of cricket recently. Where would your uh, choices be? What would your selections be? Or would you go with yeah. uh, two spinners? Uh, no, I think for the first test, uh, I'm probably going to go, going to go with three spinners and two pacers. Uh, Bumrah and Ishan pretty much pick themselves as the pace bowlers. But as for the spinners, Ashwin obviously walks into the side. And I, I, I certainly really want to see Kuldeep Yadav being given a chance. Because I feel, you know, ever since the IPL happened, uh, obviously, as it looked his best, uh, he was overlooked for the test series as well. He didn't get a chance. But, uh, you know, you can clearly see that the management has trust in him. Even Ajinkya Rahane mentioned that uh, Kuldeep's time will come in India. And uh, there's no better surface on India to suit, to suit the spinners than Chennai. So, I think in that sense, Kuldeep Yadav is going to be an automatic pick as well. Uh, the second, I mean, the third spinner is probably going to be a toss-up between uh, Sundar and Aksar Patel. I think Aksar Patel offers that uh, the spin that takes it away from the right-handers. And England obviously have like a whole list of right-handers in their 11, uh, starting with Sibley, they have Crawley, you know, obviously they've, they've got Butler, uh, they've got Root, Vesso um, is obviously not there, but there's a whole list of right-handers that they have in the side. So in that sense, I think India are going to be very uh, confused because Washington Sundar is obviously coming off a fantastic performance in Brisbane. But the only thing that, that sort of is a confusion for me is uh, Sundar is the same type of bowler that Ashwin is. Um, you know, he offers a right-arm off-spin. So, I think just for the sort of variation that Aksar Patel offers, um, he might just be picked ahead of Sundar. But having said that, uh, Sundar's done fantastically well in, uh, I mean, in the limited chances that he's got. So, I think they're definitely going to go with uh, Ashwin, Sundar and um, uh, Kuldeep Yadav as the three bowlers, plus Pumra and uh, Ishant as the Pacers. I'm just going to, uh, I can't argue with the uh, your reasoning behind the uh, spin attack, um, but I'm just going to challenge you slightly in Ishant. You went straight away, I know Bumrah, we said, um, is a definite, but you went with Ishant instead of um, Siraj. Um, I would have gone the other way because of his performances in Australia. Uh, the fact that Ishant hasn't had a lot of cricket, he's coming back from um, an injury. I know he played in the side Mustakali Trophy, but yeah, I think he only bowled. 15, 16 overs might be a bit more. Um, why did you automatically, without um, debating whether Siraj could get a look in, go for Ishant? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think in some sense, Ishant Sharma has been the lead bowler of the bowling unit uh, for some time now. Um, I mean, obviously, Bumrah coming in. Uh, surprisingly, you know, I mean, I, I found out about this today that Bumrah has not played a single test in India. And uh, that's, that's a very interesting start. What? He's played all of his test matches. Yeah, yeah, he's played all of his test matches overseas. He's not played a single test in India. So, even I was pretty shocked uh, by by this. You know that it's very wow. interesting that it's never happened. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm uh, as shocked as you are to be very honest. So, I think Ishan Sharma certainly brings in that experience. You know, he's obviously eager to do well. Um, he hasn't played for a long time. He did play in the side Mustakali and he looked pretty solid. So. I think in some sense, uh, if he passes the fitness test and uh, he's good to go and he's raring to go, then he certainly walks into the side with all the experience and uh, uh, craft that he's got with the ball in hand. I'm still getting over your amazing fact. <laughs> I wouldn't have even checked or bothered to check something like that to say, has Bumar played in India? How has that happened? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty surprising for me too. You know, I, I was just going through my wow. book today and... Uh, 
there was this graphic that came up saying that Bumrah is going to be playing his first test in India. And I I just quickly checked. I was like, this this can't be possible. And uh, well, it is. <laughs> wow, I that has taken me aback. And um, that is a stat that's going to be people listening and going to you know share that thanks to you because that's taken me back a bowler our number one bowler not having played at home wow okay all right in that case why why pick him today then why pick him tomorrow <laughs> uh, later this week why why are we giving why why are we giving a debut to Bumrah in india I don't think Mumra is droppable, is he? I mean, if you're saying <laughs> Virat Kohli hasn't played a single test in India, you're not going to drop him, are you? <laughs> so in that sense, Mumra is absolutely not droppable at all. See, if I knew that, I would have um, questioned you a bit more as to Mumra's selection. <laughs> that is amazing, fact. Thank you for sharing that. That has blown me away. I did. wasn't experiencing that. But just moving on to um, the England team and... Um, you know, I was looking at the squad and the possible 11 and the team that was playing against Sri Lanka again, you know, take that series with a pinch of salt, a lot of pinch of salt, actually. But in my opinion, and you might disagree with me, but I think this is one of the most inexperienced teams, England teams coming to England. A lot of young players and, um, you know, they are very, very reliant on route, um, which has not been the case in the past. You know, they've had a couple of two, three good batsmen that one of them, you know, can stick it out and play in long innings. Um, what do you make of this squad that England has brought to India? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head by saying that, uh, you know, this this squad is certainly inexperienced. And I think, in in, in you know, we did have a press conference with uh, Jofra Archer the other day. And he was saying something like, I mean, he was trying to justify England's rotation policy and uh, why some players have gone back and they'll be coming only later. Case in point, Johnny Best. So, you know, obviously, mm. England's best player of spin after Joe Root. Uh, pretty mm. much, I mean, I, I don't think there's no there's any argument there. Um, and obviously, he won't be there for the first two tests, uh, which are probably the most important of the four. And uh, uh, they'll probably be the two most challenging uh, test matches in the whole series. So, um, I think in, in some sense, obviously, Best or not being there is going to add a lot more pressure on the guys like Sibley, Burns, Zach Crawley and Joe Root himself. Because... Um, now, Root is the only one who England can depend on, apart from probably Butler or Stokes. Um, obviously, Stokes doesn't have an uh, excellent record in India, and uh, that's probably going to play on his mind. So, I think in, in, even, even if you look at the bowlers, you know, apart from Anderson, Broad, and Archer, and I don't think all three of them are even going to play the first test. So, in that sense, obviously, they'll need to pick between uh, Anderson, Broad, and Archer, two of them, and they're going to go with Dom Bess and, uh, you know, Zach Leach. So, I, it, it's a very confusing aspect even for the England uh, selectors because it's, it's going to be very hard for them to put 11 on the field who they can depend on. But having said that, um, you, you never know what a good team can uh, pop up. And uh, if Root himself scores 250, then the others just need to score about 200. Although if uh, England are 0 for 2 in the second over with uh, Bumrah taking 1 and Ishan taking 1, then uh, Root's going to go early for sure. <laughs> I can see it being zero for three. I mean, when you look at the opening batsman inexperienced, they didn't have the best series in well, it was a two-test series um, um, in Burns and Crawley and Sibley. Let's say if they go for uh, those three opening uh, and number three, and then Joe Root comes at number four, Lawrence at five, Butler at six. That top six doesn't, you know, sound uh, give me a lot of confidence. Gives me a lot of hope as an Indian fan. Um, when you compare it to our top six, which was nailed on, we didn't even talk about our top six. I just read it out and we agreed because, you know, 
They're nailed on certainties in all of those players. You can go down the list from Rohit to uh, Pant at number six. Uh, but you can't say the same for the England team. And uh, like you say, Bumrah playing his uh, first series in India. I'm not going to forget that one. Um, <laughs> you know, rips into the early order. England, you know, could find this test. I know I couldn't. And the decision not to play Bairstow in the first two test matches and they're going for this rotation. Um, you know, are they taking this serious, seriously or are they more worried about the T20 World Cup, which seems to be the reason that they are monitoring how much cricket all these players play already? Um, because it's going to take a big thing for them to get into the World Test Championships. But surely to win a series or even draw a series in India is a big achievement. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, considering that we're talking about this current Indian uh, Indian team, you know, which is fresh off a win against Australia, um, they're returning to a full-strength Indian squad with Hardik Pandya, KL Rahul, Kohli himself back and, uh, you know, so many other factors. So, in that sense, I think England probably would have, should have played uh, or rather carried their uh, best 11 onto the field or rather here to India. Obviously, Kevin Peterson, Michael Vaughan all made their, um, you know, opinions pretty... Um, pretty out there uh, by saying that, uh, you know, I think Michael Vaughan even said something on the lines of the whole world's gone mad or something like that. <laughs> and I think that's a perfect um, perfect analogy of what's really happened because to challenge this Indian side, you need to have the players. And uh, as you said, you know, none of the top six apart from Joe Root probably inspire confidence uh, into the whole batting unit, so to say. So it's probably going to wholly depend on the bowlers. And having said that, Dom Bess hasn't really. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I, I'm not sure if uh, you know he's he's good enough to challenge the Indian uh, batsman, and uh, obviously that means everything's going to rest on Anderson and uh, Archer's shoulders. So, in in some sense, I think England are certainly in trouble, and India already have like a massive mental advantage even before the first test. Yeah, and you talk about the bowlers, but that doesn't give me a lot of confidence. Just like the batting order. Because, um, you know, they'll have to pick two between Anderson Broad and Archer. Archer, with his pace, yeah, he can um, uh, cause trouble. But he's not going to bowl 30 overs an innings or something like that, is he? And Anderson Broad, let's face it, you know, they're not making their debuts in uh, England, uh, in India rather, but they're not getting any younger. You know, they will be expected to bowl a lot of overs, which is not easy, especially in Chennai. I would have thought it will be very humid and uh, the pitches won't be very helpful, although we'll talk about the pitch in a second. But um, And you mentioned the spinners. Um, I don't know if they'll go with Moin Ali to reinforce the batting and add him as a spinner with Bess and Leach or, um, uh, um, and see. But even Bess and Leach in good conditions in Sri Lanka, they, they won't all right, they took 22 wickets, but I think they were about 50-odd each. Um, so they weren't, um, you know, ripping any big wickets or forests or, uh, down there in Sri Lanka. So the whole, when you look at the team, it doesn't give you the big uh, hope that in England might be able to pull off uh, a win or a draw. And um, it seems that India could win this comfortably. Yeah, I think um, certainly, you know, I, you always put me on the spot and uh, ask me to predict the scoreline. This time I'm probably going to, I'm going to say definitely 3-0, but uh, probably the pink ball test is going to make all the difference. Um, because obviously, you know, England have, have played uh, a lot of cricket, uh, you know, and obviously India, I, we're, a, we're a very good side, but uh, the pink ball test could pose a, quite a few different challenges. So, in that sense, a ping-pong test is probably the only matter of concern for me. 
but uh, i definitely see india winning the three other test matches and uh, we're good enough to win in australia against australia so um, i think we're good enough to win against england in india even given the pink ball test yeah and i think um, you know a lot of people say if you lose the first test in australia in a four five test series it can become very very difficult i think india is the same if you lose the first uh, test and especially in a bubble atmosphere where you can't go out and clear the mind it could become a very very long test series for uh, the englishman um yeah. and the reason i put you on the spot because you know let's face it 10 out of 10 you get it right so why wouldn't i put you on the spot but this time i've got a lot more confidence uh, compared to when uh, we were predicting the australia series because you were a lot more positive than i was uh, but this time i'm just as positive as you um hope uh, but um 3-0 I'll I'll take a 2-0 actually just enough for us to get into the world test championships <laughs> um in in terms of the um you mentioned the uh, the uh, the pink uh, test and um you know it's not the first time that we would have played um uh, the pink ball test uh, match um do you think that will make a big difference Can, you know I don't think it will with the indian players used to it and in our conditions Yeah I mean uh, it's not going to make a big difference but you know why I'm saying that is because I think in the first two Chennai matches England pretty much to to be very honest I don't think they stand too much of a chance um but in the pink ball test obviously a, whole, a different challenges you know the seeming conditions uh obviously their pacers are very very good so I think in that sense I think um and given that England are used to that pace and bounce off the surface back at home so I think that's just going to make a slight difference but uh, otherwise I I I think India are pretty much going to uh win pretty big uh, in the other matches. Yeah, I um I really uh, I'm going into this series a lot more confident um when I saw the series before and I thought it might be a um a knockout for the World Test Championship. I thought it might be a lot more closer but looking at the squads and the conditions and the form of the Indians I'm going in with a lot of confidence. Um In terms of uh, the pitch in Chennai um I read today that there's a bit of grass on there but they think uh, it will be um like you called it uh, a few weeks ago that it will be a spinning track so the groundsmen have done their job um so it's now up to the boys and um I'm confident we we can start off with a victory and uh, we'll be good to talk about that as well uh but moving on to a tournament that has been conducted really well but you can tell me different um I know you were disappointed your boys uh did not retain their trophy but what a win by Tamil Nadu in the um final of the Shaikh Mustakali trophy winning the trophy for the second time um uh, what did you make of their win the tournament the way it was conducted um what what are your thoughts on that i think first of all massive credits to bcci for pulling off the tournament you know a lot of people didn't think it would be possible to sort of create all these bio bubbles and uh, make sure that the tournament goes on well obviously it did involve many high profile players you know raina pate tavan ishan sharma was there um, you know obviously karnataka had devdat padikal so uh, dinesh karthik himself was there so i think a lot of big ticket players were playing and uh, good to see that they were all performing and uh, they took part in the competition and obviously tamil nadu they looked very very solid throughout the tournament uh, all of their all of the players stood up and performed uh, when the occasion called for it and in some sense i think it was always going to be uh, a knockout between uh, i mean the final was going to be between punjab and tamil nadu because the karnataka batsmen didn't really look good throughout the competition um, they they didn't uh, convert their starts and they didn't look very confident so 
in that sense i think tamil nadu rightly deserved the trophy and um, their performance after just uh, spoke volumes of uh, you know how well they they gelled um, sorry throughout the tournament and um, credit to dinesh karthik because i think the first the first season when uh, tamil nadu won the championship which was in 2006 or 7 or something around those lines dinesh karthik was the captain and uh, now again he is the captain so fantastic achievement for him and uh, that that just uh, goes on to speak how, how much of a, a great leader that he is yeah absolutely and i was just happy that there was a team from gujarat in the final um i didn't think they would win it but it was good to see them there uh because um i think punjab were one of the favorites going into the uh, knockout stages but also i mean i know about the incredible talent uh, the big cities have got and i know cricket is a lot more democratic now we're getting players from all over the country but they were telling me about the well not telling me but i was reading about the players that tamil nadu could call upon the likes of ashwin vj washington notrajan vj shankar yeah. incredible talent for the, uh, you know again something eye opening that unless you read about it or hear about it obviously you must know it back home but uh, a, a state in my head living outside uh, you know obviously we've got cricket uh, test history there in terms of being played there but incredible talent that they've got there from that state absolutely phenomenal i think a lot of cricketers have represented india from tamil nadu and um, dinesh karthik even mentioned it you know what washington sundar and natarajan have done for india a lot of youngsters will take over from that and uh, you know sort of start to dream again if, uh, you know that they can also represent the country one day so tamil nadu's uh, you know produced so many quality cricketers over the years and uh, they they continue to produce great cricketers i think um, jagdish and obviously is with csk uh dinesh karthik himself is with kkr you know a lot of the other players have done really well this season and uh, you can expect them to get some lucrative bids at the ipl auction i think um, you know given the fact that uh, indian talent matters a lot to ipl teams um a champion winning side obviously deserves quite a few bids and i won't be surprised if a few of them get uh, decent contracts in the upcoming auctions Yeah quite rightly but it's just the depth of cricket um the talent that um a state like Tamil Nadu has got is incredible to um read and it's just going to generate more players taking when they've got role models like these um incredible um to come from one state um we've seen it before but Tamil Nadu fantastic and yeah i mean they were unbeaten in the uh, trophy uh, so quite rightly uh, deserved winners there and uh, it was good to see the bubble working and the tournament um you know working really well and um being played out but on the back of that they they the BCCI has taken a decision of not playing the Ranji trophy for the first time in i don't know 80 85 years something like that and they're just going to play white uh, white ball cricket uh, this season uh, domestically um what are your thoughts on that i think a lot of people think it's the right decision um but what what do you think yeah i mean i i think in some sense obviously it was coming uh, because given the pandemic and the restrictions that come with it um you know let's let's just face it you know if you're playing five day cricket and uh, you know one of your teammates catches a cold or a cough and uh, uh, he is sent away because he's he's got covid uh, you're you're one man less for the next four days and uh, you know that obviously can't be the best case scenario because uh, you need you still need to play a match so uh the ranji trophy was always going to take a little over two months to finish and uh, the the vijay hazare trophy on the other hand will probably take little more than a month and uh, it's obviously just one day cricket and obviously players can get some rest and they can get fresh for the next match so 
in that sense i think uh, it's a right call taken by the bcci uh, you know they've also said they'll compensate the players in some sense so we need to wait and see how that happens but i think it was always going to be a hassle to sort of conduct the ranji trophy because of the duration that it goes on for uh, right after the vijay hazare we'll have the ipl that starts and that's going to go on for like 2 3 months so there was never going to be a good enough window to conduct the ranji trophy and so i think it's just going to be only next year and uh, it's a right call by bcci to sort of call it off this year yeah but main point for me is uh, to ensure the players are compensated uh, accordingly i'm sure bcci they usually do look after the players to be fair to them so i'm sure that will happen and um yeah like i said i don't think there's too much argument of not playing our uh, premier domestic trophy this year everybody understands why but something that will be played and i think um uh, the uh, said mustakali trophy is given the board a lot more confidence is to stage the ipl this year and uh, i don't know if you again you can correct me but um, and i think to be fair you called it as well that um, the chances are it'll be played in mumbai um, three or four stadiums including one on the outskirts of pune have been mentioned um so that's a big call uh, but i think it's a call they had to make considering where we are expected to host the t20 world cup later in the year but um Said Mustakali Trophy must have given the board a lot more confidence that they can stay the IPL in a, a bubble environment. Yeah, I think in some sense the the success of the Said Mustakali was always going to be a yardstick to decide whether you know they could conduct the IPL. And obviously, given that it went on well, there wasn't much um, thinking to do. I think in in some sense, and obviously conducting the whole thing in Mumbai, which has three stadiums and. Uh, you know obviously a little on the outskirts of pune something that uh, they would have planned because to restrict the travel as much as possible uh, you know if it involved a uh, players needing to travel it would have been a whole different logistics ball game altogether and it would be pretty hard but given that it's happening in india and obviously as you mentioned you know they it's it's going to be again uh, a litmus test of sorts to see if the t20 world cup can go on and what the challenges might be so uh, a good call i think uh, it's very important for the ipl to happen in india because that's where all the flavor comes out and um, in some sense i think we're all waiting for it and uh, we're waiting to see what the bcci finally decide but good to see that it's moving in that direction and uh, it can only be good for um, the ipl yeah absolutely um i'm hoping that they go ahead with that uh, decision and i think um it'll be great to see um, some sort of crowd uh, uh, attendance as well you never know a month is a long time but um, if the way the crowds behave and interact in the test series it might give them a bit of confidence to open up some of the stadiums as well in mumbai um but there's a big auction why well, i say a big auction is classed as a mini auction but um there's going to be a lot of money spent uh, on february the 18th in india and um if the owners of rcb are listening and you'd be surprised as to who listens to this show whether it's the football one or the cricket <laughs> one because they take a you know note of what is being said here by you, yourself um uh, but um i was reading somewhere that rcb have got a budget of around 35 crores to spend so if anybody from rcb is listening please consult prasan uh as to um who should they go for because uh, you won't go far wrong if you include him because that's a lot of money to spend i think punjab have got the biggest uh, budget 53 yeah. crore um are you expecting all of that money to be spent and is there a lot of pressure on rcb this year in terms of um, well there's always pressure on rcb but with okay. all the um uh, players that they've uh, let go uh, they've got they've got a big rebuilding and that puts pressure on the on the auction doesn't it 
Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, an auction is always an interesting dynamic for us sitting at home, armchair experts, uh, we call ourselves. But, you know, in some sense, obviously, there are a few uh, gaps that RCB need to plug, you know, number five and number six position. Uh, given that they've released Moin Ali, the, uh, last season, there was literally almost no batting after April Villiers, and that's something they'll want to address. Um, you know, a hard-hitting number five, number six batsman, someone who can, I mean, two of the guys who can bat before Washington Sundar, uh, to add that stability even after uh, Kohli and De Villiers. So, uh, for for a lot of us, I think Maxwell's that answer. But, uh, you know, Maxwell's sort of flattered to deceive so far in the IPL. Last season, he had a very poor season. I, I don't think he hit a single six as far as what I remember. So, um, Daniel Sam's coming in from Australia adds that extra dynamic. He's been batting really well in the Big Bass League. But... Uh, he didn't do too much of note in the last IPL season, so it'll be interesting to see how he fits into the scheme of things. Um, Krishnapa Gautam is also someone who uh, we're probably going to target because he gives us that uh, hard-hitting batting. But again, uh, Washington Sundar gives us that same uh, option of uh, you know off-spin. So uh, a lot of lot of interesting options out there in the market, um, given that the side Mustakali also recently got over. So we need to wait and watch. Hopefully. Uh, we make some important buys because that number five, number six position is going to be very, very important for us. Well, you say armchair um, uh, fans or experts, you're a lot more than that. And like I said, um, if uh, the powers that be, yeah, RCB, want a challenge for the uh, trophy, get my man Prasan into your uh, auction team at least. Uh, read what he says and hear what he says because he's not wrong, uh, hardly ever wrong, in fact. So I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, too kind, I think. <laughs> no, no, no. Everything's out in the open. People can listen to you on the podcast and the show. So I've got enough evidence if anybody wants it. Um, but um, I'm sure we'll talk about the uh, auction uh, in a lot more detail uh, in the next show. And obviously, we'll be talk reviewing the uh, first test as well, hopefully, uh, it, after a win uh, but um, I know this show has been slightly shorter but um, as always it's been packed with a lot of uh, 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 brilliant insight from yourself the biggest one uh, I have to say I'm still you know I'm going to use this boomerang <laughs> uh, thing oh goodness me that's a shocker for me but uh, as always um, Prasant I can't thank you enough it's been really enjoyable uh, and uh, look forward to uh, speaking to you again um, soon Absolutely. Thanks for having me again. Always lovely to chat with you. And hopefully uh, that stat about Bumra comes good in the end and we'll see what he does uh, in the first test. Thanks for having me. And before anybody uses it, please give credit to Prasan. This is where you heard it. Prasan. So tag him on this uh, quote. All right. Take care, everybody. Stay safe. All right. Thanks.